Welcome back to another glorious episode of A Spirited Debate. The crew have dusted off the glasses, dropped in some ice, and pulled the corks, and we are ready, as always, to pour a few drinks and find a way to rattle each other's cages. Follow if that's your thing, like if you want. Fuck it, we're just happy you're listening, and that's all that matters to us. So as our sound guy cues up the music, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for... Just skip over. I'm trying to contribute to the discussion. It would be wrong. They would absolutely and, and, and I be wrong. If you thought that our debates were going to be different, then joke's on you. I thought you'd get better. And you guys came with the same shit. We are on our way. I'm I'm double fisting. So I thought that was on Friday night. Dad always says you never get better by playing people worse than it ain't gonna so, take somebody long to get bingo so, here. Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I, debate begin. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of a spirited debate. What oh I was thinking about is it what's the song? Here we are back again. Is that Backstreet Boys? I think it is. Sorry. Wait, wait. Backstreet no, I need you to, I need you to sing it. Uh, I would that's why I was trying to think of the melody. Um, <laughs> damn. I can't remember what Where's, it is, but I the Eminem song. Guess who's back? Maybe that's what I'm okay, back good. again. It is Eminem. I'm yeah, sorry, not Backstreet Boys. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, um, they're so they're so similar. It's so easy. Right yeah. around the corner. It's from easy each other. to mix them up. They're so exactly. similar. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, we are back with another episode. Uh, glad you all are here. Happy to see. Missed you guys uh, again. Off day today, but that's okay. Uh, I know we're talking about transitioning to a new day, new time, new day, and so hopefully that will be successful. But with that being said, let's jump into our drinks. I don't want to waste any time. Let's maximize our, our topic time. So let's get the drinks out of the way. Uh, I'm going to go first today. This was one. I did this in honor of you guys uh, just because of the particular day. I decided to go with Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin Vasectomy. So uh, my dad, actually, I let him try the Aviation Gin. He was a big fan. So I actually went out and bought him a bottle for Father's Day as a gift and went ahead nice. and replenished my own supply of Aviation Gin. So decided this is what I was doing today. And it is simply cranberry juice, little club soda, some lemon juice, and then half a bottle of Aviation Gin. It's the perfect amount. Sounds uh, those beautiful. Are, yeah, those are the proportions. A mm. little bit of cranberry, a little bit of club soda, splash of lime juice, half a bottle of Aviation Gin. Uh, honest to God. Uh, put it over ice. Uh, and so that's what I am having. Very nice. To your Just parents. You're not who, thinking who about us. No. <laughs> <laughs> to our parents who should have. <laughs> Doctor said my mom should have had no abortion. Abortion. That's right. Some 41. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so that's what I'm having, the vasectomy. It's actually pretty good. I, I like cranberry juice. The lemon juice gives it just a little bit of kick with that citrus. And then obviously I, I do enjoy the aviation gin. So this was a good one. I enjoyed this one. So that's what I'm doing, the vasectomy. Uh, Grinchapalooza, what are you drinking today? Mm -hmm. I don't know how to pronounce this. Passau? Passoa? It's actually... Yes. Uh, uh, uh. It looks like passion fruit or something. Yeah. With yeah, it's called fruit. the passion. It says it's a product of uh, France, but it is a liqueur, a passion fruit liqueur. Okay. And you just... It's just that with, with a little bit of club soda. I mean, it says on that's the back it? of the bottle, it says two to one. Um, I probably went like half and half. Does um, it have a name, the drink, or is... No. no that's, oh, okay. It, it, well, I mean... They call I, I don't know if it's called fresh, but it says fresh, and then on the back it's there's a rose sangria where you, you know, I can't yeah, remember. There's, there's just the camera. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so this drink is called the fresh. Okay, I think so. Yeah. But either way, yeah, it's a it's a liqueur. It's you could drink it straight. Is it sweet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not 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 over the top sweet though. Okay. Um, you know, but I, again, I I see these bottles and I'm like, I'm gonna start trying some of this other odd and end stuff. Why not? So 
Yep. Yeah, I buy passion fruit juice. I actually like passion fruit juice. And so something like that would probably be in my wheelhouse in terms of trying that. All right. Yeah, so you're drinking e- easy, easy drink. Yep. The fresh. All right. Uh, Haas, what are you drinking today? Yeah, it's a little complicated. Uh, I, I wanted gin and tonic because uh, I've been, for whatever reason, I have out of nowhere, I've never been a fan of tonic or really gin, but but lately I can't get enough of them. I don't know if it's the heat here or what it is, but I've been drinking quite a few of them while watching the, the Euro 2020s. And uh, I came home and realized I had no gin and no tonic. Oh. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Uh, so I made a Harvey wall banger. Um, except instead of, you is, instead of using orange juice, which I didn't have, made it with pineapple juice. And I drank it. It was fucking disgusting and way too sweet for this heat. So I poured it all down the drain. What? And, then I went and, and then I went and poured uh, some Diplomatica over ice. So you, you poured alcohol down the drain. It must have it was, a bad it, one. I'm telling you, it was. It, it was and by drain, drain, he means his throat, right? You didn't even pour out the Boulevardier when you right. when you had that. Well, that you know of. Well, that's true. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. I'm gonna keep trying them to confirm that I don't like them. So. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a glutton for punishment. Yeah, I don't know. Was, I don't know. Maybe maybe the pineapple juice was bad. I don't know. I just didn't care for it. It wasn't good. It, it there was no way. There was no way with how hot it is. I was gonna drink that uh, and not throw up later. And I really don't want to throw up later. So I poured it out. And you're going and with the, the rum. Yep. Straight Just, rum. Straight rum. Yep. Okay. This reminds me of, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but a guy I worked with years ago, like 2005, just kind of blurted out one day at lunch and we were in Iraq at the time. He's like, you know how I know I'm not gay? And of course you're like, I don't even know where to go. Yeah, where's where's he going, going with it like that, right? And he's like, because I watch gay porn every single day and I still fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the dude that was at the table with us that wasn't with our group like spit his food <laughs> like i don't know what it is i keep watching it but i can't get into it that's right but my boyfriend loves it yeah you're right <laughs> that he was trying to get your boyfriend likes it doesn't he yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that was not I, I, had to, I had to throw all. that out there while i was <laughs> yeah that was good that. i like that <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure why he thought that anecdote should follow you, Haas, but yeah. take that for what it's worth. I mean, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Leather daddy. I mean, you know. Dude, challenge accepted. Okay, I'm going to get some shit and wear it on this podcast now. I don't think you'll do it. Oh, He won't. Won't do it. He will. No, he won't. Don't. Please don't. All, all I got to do will. is find some. Don't fucking do it. All yeah, I can think is the... Uh, I'm with you, Thor. I don't think he'll do it. No, Vince oh, Vaughn from guys. Dodgeball in all the fucking leather, and he walks up to the old man. He's like, you must be Big Daddy. <laughs> so I'm just picturing assless chaps. That's exactly where I was going with that. Like, we I just think I this, won't. This he won't. No, oh, he will. I don't know why you guys are taunting I him. I don't know why, because they want to see me do it. They, they, really, it they, they, they know I will. They both know I will. Thor says, There's no doubt. Are we recording? Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. Um, I just don't want to spend that much money on um, something as a guy. Oh, now you got excuses. Yeah, I'm there hearing it fucking is. excuses there now. But yeah. well, now, if you guys want to see it that bad, mm-hmm. yeah. up a leather. I'm sure yeah, you got a leather you jacket. You're not going to. You guys have my Venmo. You, you, I'm you not can, putting you money can. towards this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but why? Yeah. He's going to be an assless chap. He's, he's going to turn around. And you're going to see that LED butt plug. You're going to be like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> you just see lights coming up the side of the chaps. 
it's going to be like the lights are off in his in his apartment. It's like, why is there a glowing light on your wall? <laughs> be able to see that from space. Right. Uh, way off topic. All right, back to it. So you are having just rum, straight rum. Obviously, you weren't happy with the wall banger with pineapple juice instead of orange juice, but it is what it is. So, all right. Well, rum is always a winner for you. So we're good there. Yeah, uh, good. Yeah. Mac, round us out. What are you drinking? Yeah. Um, margarita. Yeah. Drinking a margarita. Wow. He, he is, he's on edge. You know, I tell you what, but after that, you know, I'm having exactly what your dad should have had a vasectomy. Love you, dad. Yeah. Uh, I did it with the tonic order, though, which is what the recipe actually calls for um, instead of club soda. So, well, I didn't have tonic, so I did club soda. I guess they closed all the stores down there. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck off. Getting excuses. It's always excuses. I drove out and got aviation gin yesterday just to make this. So, and what do you think? I don't, I don't have tonic water. Pussy. Um, Wait, I don't he like it. Make his own? actually i can it's uh i can go get the stuff it's it's bitters you put bitters in club soda and it's basically tonic water that's it and i do have the bitter so yes so i absolutely could have water. honestly because i thought it was club soda that's on me i fucked that up i didn't realize it was tonic i thought it was club soda did i really fuck it up is it supposed to be tonic it's supposed to be tonic all right my second one i'll make correctly then yeah i, I wouldn't <laughs> just like <laughs> no and i don't know i haven't made it with the club soda so i don't know um it could be a combination of things but um i'm not a huge fan of it i mean obviously well, again, i don't drink it all but you know i think that the tonic water has a little bite to it versus like and, and club maybe that's soda. It versus the club soda yeah that's why I, I was thinking it was just supposed to be club soda obviously i was not paying attention yeah and you're not a fan with the tonic water I'm not a fan with the tonic water. Right. Again, it is, it's that bite, right? So that, that could be it. If I tried it with the club soda, maybe I'd like it better. Have you tried the gin by itself? Do you, I mean, do you like I have gin? Not, no, I'm not typically a gin drinker. Okay. I didn't think um, so. And I haven't tried the gin by itself yet. So okay. uh, I don't know if it's just, you know, it, it could be, you know, could be a lot of reasons why I don't like it. What What did you pay for that, if you don't mind me asking? For the tonic? Not no, no, no. The, the aviation? <laughs> oh. Um... Do you remember? <laughs> I think it was around 38 bucks. What's your lemons going for up your way, buddy? <laughs> right? What, what did you... What did are you, you going to drive up here and buy some? I feel like you're going to lose any savings. <laughs> I think he's trying to get, determine what free market versus ABC what, looks like. Yeah, yeah. What, I guess so. What size did you buy? Uh, I don't remember. The 1.5? No. You, you bought the standard yeah. 750, 750 and 750. you paid what? I paid $18.99. Okay. <laughs> You paid Free twice market. what I paid. Have, have we had this discussion before? I feel like I feel like we're just kind of rehashing. Well, that's why I'm like, know. I'm definitely not driving up there. I bought two bottles for like forty two dollars. I, I, I it was about that. I'd have to double check it, but it was pretty close to thirty bucks, thirty eight bucks. Wow. Okay. Damn. I, I'm so I didn't realize I, they know. gouged like that. That's weird. Okay. Sorry. Oh, it. They, Come on, man. You know what ABC stands for? Anything but cheap. Another bad creation. Nice. <laughs> Aisha. Um, <laughs> That's like big audio dynamite. Yes, <laughs> what are we talking right. about again today? Hey, 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 trying to get the price so that I, you know. All right, back on track. Back on track while he's looking at the price. Uh, Sorry, right. I was not even close. Twenty six seventy. 
Okay, that's better because I was like, fuck, man, that's a hell of a market. You cannot ever go on the prices right, homie. <laughs> $38. <laughs> it's a rice aroni. Yeah. Your life depended on it. The price is right. It's not the place for you to gamble. That's it. It was fucking, that was alcohol. I bought it. I didn't care what it cost. I mean, I bought it. Sure. It's yeah, right. good. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds endorses it. And, you know, for Mr. Boston. <laughs> Like Mr. Boston, with, that it, seems reasonable. <laughs> I mean, it's made with his own ball sweat. So, yes, you know. Yeah. Ooh, maybe Look, I his, like it better now. At the end of the day, his commercials are hysterical. If I, if I mean, I'd get Mint Mobile just because of the marketing he does. So, what the hell? Um, all right. So, to you, gentlemen, as always, cheers, cheers. to our, our two cheers. vasectomies, our, our glass of rum, and our fresh, the fresh, whatever it is you're drinking. You know it. I did want to tell you guys, um, I was talking with Shane. He wanted to convey to me, to convey to you guys, that he's been listening to the podcast every night. That he really appreciates this. He appreciates us and us doing this because it's been something to help him on his commute home every night kind of distract and let go. And it's fun and funny for him and whatever. So I just, I wanted to convey that before I forgot to tell you guys. All right. I just want y'all to know. Then before we jump in, then we say, this one's for you, Shane. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, And if you don't. Tough shit. Listen to the next one, and maybe that's maybe that's the one you'll like. I don't know. That's right. It's right there in the intro. Trying it. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly. It's like the Boulevardier. You keep trying it. Uh, Oh, and he 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 did send me a picture of him and his dad drinking these nuts, which I thought was awesome. (laughs) But I I, had another one of those the other day. Listening uh, back, listening back, I did smile to myself at the end because you all were like, "Yeah, that was way too sweet." You you couldn't just plow through a bunch of those. There's just there's too much. So I was like, "Yeah, I said that right at the beginning." And I was right. So but let's. I had another one Friday night, and I it was another Yeti sized cup. And I was okay with it. Well, again, I think doing it in moderation is okay. But uh, you you're not just going to sit and drink all day that drink. You'll get sick to your stomach. Yeah, it's not going to happen. You'll, you'll definitely do what I won't do. Yeah. Right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. Right. Um, get a two for one on assless chaps. <laughs> oh, I definitely should, know you double, won't do we it. Should, we could double barrel. Definitely know. Yeah, we could both show barrel. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You will not do it. Uh, you know, all right. I might pay money for that. Actually, <laughs> I do have a budget. <laughs> Sorry, where's our mar- where's our send marketing me, budget? Send me your size. Days? I do have a budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a medium. I tell you, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll, I'll, I will buy you a pair if I buy Grinch a pair and he agrees to wear them. Uh, no, I'm not committing any of that. <laughs> like, no, nope. like, I didn't hear uh, you. I gotta go. Yeah. No. All right, so let's jump into our episode. Uh, yeah, this is one it not assless chaps. Is that not, not our episode? Not this week? Chaps. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough one to get through. I can tell already. Uh, yeah, I thought this one was an interesting one. This, as of late, and I don't know, you know, with COVID and everything happening, it, it shut down a lot of things. But now that things have started to open, obviously the vaccinations and widespread use, one of the things that I've been noticing is I'm getting spammed a ton with uh, concerts now coming back into the fray and a lot of bands getting back out there and touring. You know, Hosh, you and I, one of our, one of our, major loves and, and seven dust have done a number of shows virtually that you could uh watch online but now a lot of these bands are getting back out and they are touring but one of the things i've been noticing in, in the spamming of promotions for these is a lot of these huge rock festivals are now kind of the the thing and so i thought it would be interesting to have a conversation maybe debate because i honestly don't know where you guys fall is the pros and cons the benefits and 
whether or not it's beneficial in a large scale rock festival versus kind of the traditional two, three band concert at, at a, like a smaller venue, you know, a headliner, one or two openers, that's it versus these massive multi-day rock festivals where it's, you know, 60 plus hundred plus bands uh, over multiple days, multiple stages. And so I thought it would be interesting because we all love music would love to be able to get back out there. We've gone to concerts, gone to concerts together individually. And so just have a discussion about that. Like what, if you had your choice, would you choose a rock festival versus a rock show? Uh, or in Max case, I'll let him talk about it because I know he's dying to talk about a particular festival. But where do you weigh in on one versus the other? And what are the benefits from a patron standpoint versus a band's standpoint? Because those are different. And just kind of get an idea and a pulse of the room just to see what you guys thought and how you weighed in. So that's the, that's the conversation. That's the debate. That's the topic is rock festivals. Doesn't have to be rock, but I, I like rock music. Those are the ones I tend to gravitate towards. But rock festivals versus just like your traditional concert. So is everybody saying a prayer? Fucking everybody's looking down. What the fuck? It's weird. <laughs> yes. uh, so that's, that's the topic of the day. Festivals versus just your traditional show. And we all love music, so nobody should be quiet on this fucking show. The, uh, I mean, I think, obviously, you, you get more bang for your buck, clearly. Um, and, and, I mean, it's gotten to this, you know, at least for us. I mean, a, any concert really is going to come with a drive, whether that's one hour or two hours. Um, and then you're getting home late. So it's a bit of like, you feel like it almost took all day sometimes. Um, unless now we did go like, go get a hotel local, you know, so we were there, you know, enjoyed the show. Then we weren't having to drive back and that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean the last festival and this is definitely dating myself that I can think of where I went to, where it was like all day, numerous shows. You had the second, you know, the second stage and all that. Um, was like Ozfest, <laughs> so that was some time ago so i mean i don't have one recently that i could attend but like you i'm watching a lot of live ones right and and i guess kind of like the you know maybe we didn't we also didn't have access to live shows like we used to just popping on youtube um no. it is kind of nice to just pause it and be in an air-conditioned <laughs> environment <laughs> and environment instead of running a bunch of sticky people right paying for overpriced beer yeah, but again, you know, Spilling some of the, the issues on your chair yeah, yeah, or yeah. somebody else's chair, you know, obviously with YouTube and, you know, the ability to watch it that way, though, sometimes you're getting questionable videos, you know, so you're going to want quality video if you're going to watch it that way. You know, the more I thought about it, the more I started doing my research, like us growing up, like one of the biggest ones started in 91. And that was probably Lollapalooza uh, started by Perry Farrell. Um, and that was his big thing of bringing multi genres together. So it wasn't all just rock. It made it be rock, rap, pop. Like he was bringing all types of bands together. And at the time, like even grunge, heavy metal. And so I thought something like that, obviously, when you have a festival, multi-day festival, multi-stage festival with that many bands, obviously, like you said, the benefit is you're getting a shit ton of bands in one place and your price point is considerably lower for what you're getting like you'll pay a hundred dollars for a ticket but you know you know they're pitching us well you, you know you're getting 50 bands the problem is on a multi-stage setup you can't see every band so now you've got to pick mm -hmm. and choose what you want to see one of the first uh festivals that i went to and it was a single day was earth day birthday in orlando and back in the early 2000s before they moved it to tg lee 
it was in downtown. So it was in a city block and they were cramming 50,000 people into a city block. Well, the main stage was at one end of the block. There was a secondary stage indoors at the other end of the block. Well, the problem is you're at the main stage and that year it was headlined by the offspring, but you had disturbed, you had mud vein, uh, monster magnets. Uh, you had a lot of major bands, but there were bands I wanted to see in a smaller venue at the other end, 50,000 people crammed into one city block. You're not fucking moving. So you're, yeah. you're sitting there going, well, now I'm stuck because I can't move through the crowd. And it, so it sucked because I didn't get to see some of the bands I wanted to see because I was kind of pinned in like a fucking sardine. I feel like that's the biggest problem with big, massive rock concerts. Like you have to make choices. It's either this or that. Right. I know years ago we went to Vegas Rock, um, which was a three-day rock festival. And I wanted to see Breaking Benjamin for the first time. But Seven Dust was on the side stage. I've never missed a seven day show given an opportunity to see them. So that wasn't going to happen. And I actually got like right up against the stage and it was cat. It was Mrs. Haas's first time seeing them. Uh, and so that was an experience for her, but I didn't get to see breaking Benjamin. And I really, really sucked because I really wanted to see them for the first time. And uh, I wasn't able to see them until years later. So I think that is definitely one of the downs to yeah. uh, a, a giant festival, but I will say, uh, for me, one of the pluses is uh, that year was the first time I'd ever seen Adelaide This Way or Hatebreed or uh, there's another one that's eluding me. Um, and, and so that, and, and I think that's a great thing about a festival is it will introduce you to, to, to new music that you've never heard before or maybe even a part of their catalog that you've never heard before. Um, and so th that I definitely enjoy about festivals, uh, music festivals, for sure. Right. And there's definitely a benefit um, to that. Being able to see bands you wouldn't normally see because they put so many different uh, bands on a lineup. And so those bands, a benefit for them is, well, now they're in front of patrons they wouldn't normally have. And so that helps potentially grow their fan base. So. Yeah, I was I was also thinking of Midtown Music Festival. I don't even know if that's still big what one. it is. It but, is. You know, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, I kind of enjoyed seeing some of the smaller bands that I would never get to see otherwise. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> to me, this question, sometimes it, it's more like I think of the band and would they be a good fit for that? And, and typically some of these big rock fest, man, they just put together like a killer lineup of bands where, where most everybody <clears throat> is going to, is there for the entire genre of the music you know, yeah, there's some bands are going to like more than others, but if they're all kind of within a certain range. Um, but then occasionally when, when I were festivals, I think just watching them online and whatnot, where I think festivals could lose me a little bit is when, and you see this, I mean, you certainly see this with how people go to a concert. Like if they don't give a shit about the openers, they just kind of arrive when they want. It's kind of the same idea, I guess, but um, is when you can tell folks are really just like yeah okay you know like you're playing you're not really my thing but i'm i'm bobbing my head a little bit but really i'm just waiting for those next guys because then the energy isn't matched it's kind of i don't know like it seems it seems like it's a little flat when it's like that well again, yeah, i think the i think the good thing though or something that i like to do is if i'm going to a concert a rock fest or regular concert i like to get there to see some of those opening acts uh, because as you guys both just mentioned, I mean, you know, you'll find that diamond in the rough sometimes that you really, really like. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, and we've had this discussion before, you know, I, I went to see you two in Atlanta years ago and uh, Muse was the actually the opening act at the time. And 
honestly, I think they put on a better performance than you two did. Um, so you'll you'll occasionally get that where you you'll be pleasantly surprised by the, you know, the opening acts as opposed to what you actually went to see. Exactly. I mean, at, at uh, Masquerade Music Park, we were all pleasantly surprised by the opening act for 311 and 95, as was everybody else in the audience who just stood there watching, yeah. ignoring. Uh, yeah, yeah cause Violent Sky was on and they clearly were not drawing a crowd, but the minute Stuck Mojo got on stage, the first thing the fucking lead singer says is we're not playing a sit down show, get the fuck up. Like yeah. they could tell, they, they could read the room and they could tell people like, okay, clearly the first band was not providing enough energy to the audience. And so they came out of the gate, which was weird because when you hear Stuck Mojo, like the band that opened was like, what the fuck were they doing here? Yeah. Like, just didn't seem to fit the bill. Yeah, and I, I don't know the ins and outs of all that stuff of like, um, you know, sometimes a label will pay a band to drag drag another band along, or right. sometimes it's right. They want to promote a band on the yeah. label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, it's I can't remember. It was actually a fairly recent concert, um, and it may have been Three Eleven Dirty Heads, but I'm not positive where. Like I noticed at the end of the concert, you know, when it was like give it up for the bands, it was like four got mentioned but one didn't you know kind of thing and i and maybe it was an oversight but it struck me as like huh they, maybe they're like i don't give a shit like right. you know we're just getting ready they're out there making some noise you know and i don't recall the band if they were good bad or otherwise it's just it was one of those things i like honed in on for some odd reason but you know the other thing too is i mean you know again getting back to the band sometimes i want it to be all in on that band <clears throat> and and then i i personal taste I'm not always a fan of seeing bands outside in daylight because I like the lights. I like and the, the show production the, the, the goes show. along with it. Yeah. And right. I want an evening or indoor show because I like, I mean, could you imagine tool outside in the sun? Like what, after what we saw, like that would, it would, it would yeah, it would be a waste of, <laughs> you know? yeah. Because but, the visuals are part of, you know, the performance, right? Yeah, it's it's more than just playing the music at that point. Yeah, yes. I think, there, you know, again, personal preferences, I feel like when it gets darker, like I'm a little more tunnel vision to the band. Right. As opposed to like a fest where, you know, people next to you might be just sitting talking or, you know, they're wandering off here and there, you know, and you're just like, it's, okay. you know, well, I think some me, of that but you're kind of distracting right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think some of that comes from, you know, when, it, when it's an opening act or somebody that, you know, not everybody's there to see. You'll, you'll get a lot of that. You're absolutely right. Um, but usually once that, that, you know, main artist comes on everybody's, you know, that's what they, they pay their money. They're going to, you know, shut up and, and stop and start watching right. the show. But like you said, Mac, occasionally those opening artists, they get people's attention. Uh, you and I yeah. went to a show where, where the, the preceding bands were better than the headliner. And the headliner was a disappointment. Yeah, that was a bit of an off situation in that, you know, uh, looking yeah, back but at that. Nonetheless, but yeah. though, at the time, it was a surprise. Um, so real quick, I just want to ask, if you had your choice, festival, and I won't say rock, festival versus just your traditional concert, two, three bands, a headliner, an opener, maybe two. If you had your choice, just going around the room, what would you choose? Mac, what would you choose? Um, for me, I, I would prefer just a regular concert, you know, op you know main main performer, couple opening acts um you know in a lot of cases i'd prefer it in a smaller venue um i think that's better than being you know in a large venue where you you know you're actually end up watching the uh you know the megatron 
to see what's going on more than you do the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the right. actual yeah. stage. So it's like full, you know, again, to Grinch's point, you know, I, I can do that at, you know, at home on YouTube for free. Right. Yeah. yeah. So no, you I know. mean, there is something to being there at the concert, right? Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I just, you know, I think a smaller venue, regular concert for me would be what I would prefer. I do. Okay. Hoss, what about you? If you had your choice? Yeah, it's, it's not as cut and dry and simple uh, for me. Um, I think it depends. Um, is it a band that I've, or a group I've never seen before? Um, I probably want to see them maybe in a setting where it's not going to take away from the overall experience of maybe a festival. That um, way, if you don't like them, you know you've got something to fall back on. Right, right exactly. Um, if it's a band that I or a group that I love and they have a very deep catalog, uh, I want to see them in an in, in individual concert. I don't want to see them necessarily at a festival because uh, I probably love a majority of albums or a majority of songs off of different albums. And I want a deeper because we all know at a festival you're getting even out of a headliner, Six, you're getting maybe half an hour, yeah. 40 minutes. Right. Before it moves from one to the next. Um, so you're probably not getting, you know, much of what you want to see and or hear. Um, so I think it depends for me. It really depends on the situation. Yeah. I mean, like, again, Seven Dust fan, you'd rather see them at the Roxy in downtown Atlanta versus a massive festival where you're only going to get a handful of songs, you know, and so a band, you know, you love. I don't know that I'd want to see Tool in a festival lineup. Yeah, I don't think I would I'd either. rather I mean, see them the way would, we saw them. That would agitate right. me. Yeah. Um, all right, Grinch, what about you? Yeah, I would lean concert for sure. But <clears throat> I mean, I, I do share Haas's view um, that like if it's just wanting to get exposed to other bands, then clearly that's not going to happen other than the, the, the openers, you know. Um, and yeah, if I'm all in on a band, I want them I want them to play one and a half to two hours. Like I, I want to just lose time and be like, be with them on that ride. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I, you know, I even, it, it was a concert individual concert, but even when like 311 and dirty heads, even though two incredible bands, I love the show because they were quote unquote co-headlining. I, it was like, I didn't get enough of either one of them that I wanted. And so like, it kind of bothered me of like, okay, that was, that was it. You know, is that you're seeing them come out and like put their arms around each other. I was like, encore, no, encore. you know, <laughs> which by the way is another thing that I, I loved about the tool concert. It was literally like, you know, we're going to be back. Here's a timer. If I remember right, it wasn't like, we just want to hear you yell our name for 10 right. minutes and then right. we'll come back out. Like, you know, we're going to, you know, right. like online. Plus you don't get encores in festivals either. Yeah. Like it's, 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 I mean, it's like, Hey, they start at this minute, they end right. at this minute. But like we're saying, festivals have value. I mean, there's there's quite a few festivals I've attended where I've wanted, like, <clears throat> excuse me, the first time we went to Music Midtown, um, seeing George Clinton and the B-Funk, I was immediately <laughs> smitten with that music. Um, and I had listened to some Funkadelic over the years, like Earth, Wind and & Fire and whatever. But I mean, that was the first time I'd ever heard that music, that specific artist. And I was immediately, I mean, I went out immediately, immediately thereafter and gobbled up, you know, several of their albums. It's the diplomatic of getting to you. <laughs> I, you know, immediately. It, it, it reminds me of uh, my sinuses are seeing uh, Bella Fleck and the Flecktones at Midtown because he plays an electric banjo. Like you I've never seen before. Like I was you just do. like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I was doing some research, like, and again, I say rock. There are clearly more festivals than this, but this was just wrapped around rock because that tends to be my thing. There are about 28, currently, about 28 rock festivals in the United States. And then there are a shit ton of what they call touring festivals. And I'm sure like Mayhem Festival, OzFest, which you mentioned, there is the um, Anger is Management not, Tour, Family Values Tour. One? Not Fest is one, Slipknot's okay. Festival. That's one, Sonosphere, mm -hmm. Uproar, the Warp Tour. So you have, you have festivals like a Bonnaroo, Midtown Music Festival, like festivals like that, that are always in the same place every year. Then you have your touring ones that are going to tour every year uh, no matter what. And so they will end up in different places. And one of the promotions, uh, I say uh, production companies, I guess is how you would put it. Um, I can't remember what their name is. Like it's like Daniel Weimer Productions or something like that. Uh, that actually put on some major festivals. I think it's Daniel Weimer. Give me a second. That's not it. Come on, fucker here yeah is that what it is daniel weimer danny weimer danny weimer danny wimmer danny wimmer presents it's a company out of southern california and they put on a number as mac you may know or grinch obviously where you're at but they do the epicenter they did carolina rebellion welcome to rockville aftershock rocklahoma so they do a major uh festival tour all over the country and so obviously if you've seen any of these posters or seen any of the promotions, you've seen some of the massive lineups that they have from Limp Biscuit, Papa Roach, Five Finger Death Punch, um, all across the board in terms of who they bring to the table. But again, it's a multi-day festival. Grinch, you and I talked about this, like at our age, mm -hmm. I'm, fucking, I'm not camping for four fucking days. Yeah. I'm well, not... yeah. I mean, that was the thing with like Carolina Rebellion. I mean, that was the big thing. Yeah. You, go out and you camp out in the infield and, and you spend the entire weekend there. And I just... Right. Yeah, I don't know we'd be great that. day one, but by day four, we'd be hammered shit, right. you know, because well, we'd be drinking, like sleeping in a tent. And yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll just say the the grumpy old man statement, too, which is <laughs> the weather is a factor. I mean, it can it can make a festival like fantastic if you get some like wonderful like spring fall weather. But if it's like hot as shit and it, and or rains like uh, it's just Fucking goes downhill quick <laughs> yeah yes yeah. and it's like the one i just sent you in france the hellfest 2022 you know some of these like the lineups that they have are just massive now i don't know how they managed to pull all of those together it's got to be great for those bands a they get to tour all over the world they get to in some cases tour with their idols which maybe you should or should not do because they always say it's disappointing to meet your idol but, you know, they get to tour with probably what are some of their idols. They get to, you know, be in front of audiences they wouldn't normally be in front of. So it's got to be a huge sell for them to go, absolutely, you want us on that tour, we'll do it. Doesn't matter where we fall. We'll play a small stage, play a main stage. You want us at fucking noon? Fine. You want us at eight o'clock at night? Fine. But at the end of the day, yes, the bang for buck for the patron is probably really good, but you're not getting to see all those bands. I mean, Blue Ridge Rock Festival has like a hundred plus bands. I'm sorry. I don't care how long you're there. You will never see every band you want to see. It's just not possible. So to answer the question I asked you all, I would prefer a concert, one or two bands, great show, uh, great stage performance, but in a fairly intimate setting, because you start cramming 50,000, 100,000 people into a big open field. 
Again, if you don't get there at five in the fucking morning, you're nowhere near the stage. All you're going to do is watch it on the Jumbotron and hear the music. It doesn't matter what else happens. That's all you're going to get to see. And I'm sorry, for a $100 ticket price, that's not good for me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and again, I mean, I, I, I think we collectively put visuals up, up on the pedestal pretty high along with just the music and the performance. And these bands are only going to do so much just because of logistics of right. like adding their flair to the stage, you right. know? Um, and, you know, and again, we use tool as an example, like they probably needed a fair amount of time to get that place configured the way they needed. And then, you know, and, and then on these big bands that I really love, like I want to see them in full display. I want them bringing to bear like everything they want on that stage and making it, you know, a production. And, and I mean, shit, like I, th I think about like Ramstein, you know, I didn't even know how many friggin' tractor trailers it takes. I mean, I've watched the video of them setting up their stage that's in like time lapse and it's insane the amount of stuff that comes in right now. They're probably, you know, at the top of the bands are going to put that kind of effort in, but frankly, uh, that's kind of what I want. And I think, I think like tool and bands like Ramstein may have kind of ruined it for me for some other bands. You know? Cause then you go see them and there's some, there's just a level of disappointment. You're like, Oh yeah. the music's great, but it doesn't have the same oomph. Yeah. Uh, and you're asking the music to carry a lot of the weight at that point. And, and maybe that's successful. Maybe it's not, you know, Mac, when, when Mac and I went and saw Metallica, you know, you had Volbeat and Avenged Sevenfold open, but let's be honest. That entire fucking stage setup was from Metallica. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they were they were rolling in a drum set, you right. know, and a few <laughs> you know things for for the opening acts. But everything else was was set up from the get go for, for Metallica's performance, and it right. was fantastic. Yeah, and that's the way most concerts are, right? I mean, right. Your stage is built for the 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 main performer, and then they'll roll in a few things for the opening acts here and there, but it's it's very small. Yeah, I love when you go and you see a show and it's like three or four bands, right? The first band gets like six feet of stage. Right. Because there's a curtain mm. behind them. So then when they're done, they move off, the curtain opens, it's the next, they get like 12 feet of stage. And then eventually the opening act gets the entire stage because they've got everything set up, stacked behind it. But it's just like, you can tell an opening act, you're like, oh, you're not moving because you're right up against the edge of the fucking <laughs> stage for your shit. Uh, no pyro, no lasers, maybe a few flashing lights. Um. Yeah, I definitely think there there is a benefit to large scale festivals, but there's something the intimacy. I, I mean, if you could see some of these bands in just small venues, you know, five thousand, because even when we saw Tool, that was a what twenty thousand seat arena. Probably, yeah, something like probably. That. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I what would the days of them playing like five thousand seat like? What would that be like? You know, there would definitely be some intimate. And, and I think there's a benefit with the connection. How do you connect in front of 50,000 people if you're a band on stage? I mean, I don't think you can. Yeah, you can get a mosh pit going or whatever. I mean, you can get people jumping up and down, throwing their hands in the air, clapping all at the same time, singing a song all at the same time. But there's still, I think, a lack of a connection when you have that many people in one place. And they're not going to connect with every band that's there. It's just not going to happen. Well, I yeah. think, and I think maybe one of the additional things that that like a rock festival, or, or any sort of music festival bring, um, <laughs> any other music festival brings, is not just the music, right? It's it's artists who get to set up shop at those uh, events and sell, you know, different artistic, you know, 
pictures, paintings, whatever. So, you know, when you're talking about a festival, I think it also goes well beyond just the music most of the time. Oh, agreed. Um, and, and I think you bring that in. So you get that exposure um, that you don't necessarily get maybe at just a regular concert. Plus, the festival is also like if you have an eclectic taste, you, you can hear five, six, seven, eight, nine different genres of music at a festival and really be very musically satiated uh, when it's all said and done. I know several years of, of Music Midtown, I mean, to go from, you know, the Steve Miller band to George Clinton and the P-Funk to Cake to, I mean, you know, it just for it to change like that much around it was it was amazing i i, I will say that the one or, the one or two times i went to music midtown I, I thoroughly enjoyed that um experience because of that fact yeah and i, and I think somebody mentioned it earlier right when you go to a concert you're getting you know probably three acts and for the most part all of those acts are going to be within the same genre um because they know that's what you know everybody's there to see so you're right you don't get exposed to you know, other things that you may not necessarily know that you like. Exactly. And then Mac, like you said, like, it's not just about the bands, like the warp tour, like they had like a um, skate ramp, like there was more going on. I mean, that that's traditionally a punk festival, but they've obviously brought in a number of other genres because it allows them to kind of bridge the gap in terms of their patrons and bringing them in and trying to catering to the widest audience possible. Uh, but you do have a lot of these festivals now that are putting on more than just, Hey, here's a stage, here's bands. There's just a lot more going on because they know, well, you're paying and you're there multi-day. So you need more in terms of engagement than just listening to music. And so there is a lot more going on That's a midtown music festival. That's not even in one location. Like there's no way to watch all the bands. Cause that's all over Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like those stages are all over the place from downtown to five points. to Yeah. I, I was fortunate that one of those first few years when they had it all in midtown before they built, uh, there's a couple of buildings. Like I think the federal reserve built a building where the one, so, several of the stages used to be, it used to be tighter and more connected than I think what it is now. Um, well, I mean, but, but look, I mean, it's great for the city. The city makes just, you know, an ass ton of cash, right. You know, all over the city because of it, but yeah. Uh, fest- festivals, I guess, I guess when you're younger, festivals are better and more doable, right? Like, I mean, it's like Grinch was talking about. They have one here called Nova Rock, which is in some fields not far, like south. I'm going to say it's like 30 or 45 minutes southeast by car. Um, and I, the, the, we, we saw posters for it, and uh, Mrs. Haas said, hey, do you want to go do that? And I said, well, we'd have to do some camping or some glamping. And the glamping is, is you get this, like, I don't know, 10 foot by 10 foot pod that, you know, has a bed and a sink and a toilet in it. And, and, and that's your space for like the, th- the three or four days. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm picking just, Austin, Mrs. Yeah. Austin at, uh, at Firefest all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. right? She's like, it's, it's, it's not going to mattresses. Everybody just goes primal. That's right. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, and well, and Grinch, just like you said, I mean, if you get really hot weather or really rainy weather, like all of a sudden it just becomes crap because well, it's gross. Yeah, and you typically have to plan and buy tickets for some of those festivals well in advance that you're not going to know you know right. i mean you know and you can, yeah you're you, gonna have a pretty good idea because it's the same time of year every year well, but yeah you whether just, it's you know if it's gonna rain who knows and then you're, you're right. hosed. and it's been upwards of like three four hundred dollars per person 
for that yeah. I mean, you know, I think they did one test run, which was the epicenter um, at Rockingham. And that's why they're going back to Charlotte because it was just such a debacle with parking Couldn't make it and happen. access. Yeah. Like, Rockingham, there's then, what, three hotels? You know, friggin' rain, <laughs> I mean, come on. Like rain delayed, you know, the main state. Like it was just one of those, like some things went wrong and they, they were trying well, something new and it just, I think a lot of people kind of left like that was pretty miserable. It was, and I have no doubt it was price, right? Because I mean, they have that huge speedway out there that's sitting there empty. Yep. Um, you know, so I'm sure they got it for, you know, pennies on the dollar, right. but you know, it, it, it's, you're going from Rockingham, which there's nothing there to downtown Charlotte where, you know, okay. So if I'm not interested in this band, there's a, you know, a, it is downtown shop, but there's some other things for me to do. I'm not going to say a bunch of things, yeah. but there's other things to go do to, to bide your time. Um, whereas, you know, in a smaller, you know, more rural setting like that, you know, I don't like this band. Let's go hit up Applebee's. Yeah. So, um, not a knock on Applebee's. If you like Applebee's, that's, you know, right. that's okay. But their beer is fine. The food is questionable. Yeah, it's I don't know about you guys. <laughs> what I would rather see is a happy medium of like two or three headliners pull like a one day show and they each do like two hour sets and you pay I don't know buck fifty two. Yeah. And you know you're gonna get to see the the bands you want to see intimately Mm -hmm. or or at least more intimately. What were we gonna say, Mike? Well no, I was gonna say I mean I think a lot of that still depends on when that concert is, right? You know, as you know, Kosh you mentioned earlier you know, you don't probably want to go out, you know, at two o'clock, you know, with the weather being what it is right now and, and sit there for, you know, five hours watching a bunch of bands. Imagine you, know, you in Austria right now at an outdoor festival. Right. You wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, you know, if I mean, you do, well, if the bands are right, I guess you would, right? Well, but, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. You know, so I think that's why, you know, you tend to see, you know, those just regular concerts typically geared more towards the evening, right? Um, so unless you're going to be yeah. in an inside mm-hmm. venue where it's climate controlled, mm-hmm. you you know, again, as you know, Grinch mentioned, you're at the mercy of the weather and yeah, that but can be a pickle bitch sometimes. I think for me, I actually prefer indoor venues because of my flare complexion and my my adverse uh, uh, feelings towards uh, temperatures of higher degrees. Well, I can and, understand that. I mean, it's funny. This yeah, is I a, mean, I think there's, <laughs> yeah, I, I think just, it depends okay. on the band. I right? was about, I was, I, <laughs> continue okay i'll go um i didn't know who was supposed to continue <laughs> you oh um sorry i was just i think there's that's certain... it. <laughs> it... scotty no <laughs> knock, knock. who's there <laughs> go ahead sorry sorry Matt. continue mac oh fuck me Oh. Yeah, okay. If you're going to mute yourself, then I'm going to go. Uh, All right, fine. I'll bomb in. You are muted. muted. I actually cannot <laughs> hear muted. you. And I had just like a complete revelation. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. And that's, yeah. Um, that's no, I think there are some shows that you do have to see outside. That, like, you know, when we saw Metallica, you, you could not have done a lot of that pyrotechnic work in, a, in you know, in indoors. An indoor facility. You'd set James Hetfield well, on fire. You could, but, you know. <laughs> You probably shouldn't. Right. So, uh, yeah, they would just alter the the, the uh, show yeah, to fit the, the venue. But yeah. then is it the same performance? I don't know. Real quick, I'm, I'm just curious. I want to ask, at our age, 
and, and Grinch, because you and I have talked about this, like doing a four day festival and camping, like that's kind of a no go at our point at our age. Uh, if you're seeing it inside, seat or no seat? If you had a choice. Um, well, I mean, and I can say this with confidence because we did. We stood every single minute that Tool was on stage. You so know, why so, do we pay for a seat? So, yeah. So well, if, because, if the band's out there, absolutely. If it's in between, I like having a seat. You want to see. Right. You know, and that's even it, if right? it is. I think- Having a half seat by half foot. foot. <laughs> yeah, right. But if you go back 25 years, would you have sat? Oh, yeah. Well, like, it, no. I, I, yeah, what I jokingly started to say was this is the concert version of our youth versus experience discussion, yes. which is our, back in the day, we wanted floor. We were like seats. Yeah, it was uh, the yeah. Or lawn seats, right? right. Yeah, you didn't spit, but we didn't have the money to buy seats, right? That's well, part no. of it too. But I, but it was a preference. Like I wanted yeah. to be on the floor because you felt closer to the music. You felt like you were more a part of the concert. Um, and you know, yeah, we moshed around a little bit here and there, but um, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. Why but would I? You, yeah, but if you <laughs> could go back to Lakewood and go see stone temple pilots and butthole surfers like we were on the lawn the lawn is behind the seats would you go back now and be like man i'd have bought a seat to be up close and personal uh probably because to max point you know you all you see these little stick figures like running around right or you're on the jumbotron yeah and and having when we saw um breaking benjamin and chevelle and 311 dirty heads we were in seats undercover and it was the exact same kind of configuration as Lakewood, or Lakewood, right? It's amphitheater now. style. Yeah, amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. which which you're is like, good when it starts to rain. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah. go ahead, God. Because you're laughing at all those people us. behind you, right? Well, I don't care. You know, and now these venues have they have good Wi-Fi and they yeah. have these big fans, you know, mounted. Uh, right. You know, right. they're at least causing. But, but again, it, yeah, it comes back to you know. I mean, thankfully, we're at a point in our lives now where we can do that, right? Because you know, seats, you know, they're not cheap. They're not twenty bucks. Mm-mm. right so you know when you're mm-hmm. in high school early days to college going to see some of those festivals all you can afford you know and again to your point you know it's the atmosphere somewhat too of being in the lawn sitting there with you know a lot of the other people who have similar interests as you will uh we'll put it at that put it there and leave it at that but yeah um, <laughs> as opposed to sitting you know in the in the seats okay Haas what about you seat or no seat or do you care um yeah i, I kind of fall in line with grinch like if, if while the show's going on i do not care to have a seat i want to be up uh i want to you know i don't know it, it, it's almost like it's a respect thing you know they're out there playing their playing their hearts out at least you can do is stand the fuck up and of course if you can if you can't you know props yeah, to you yeah, but, yeah we're not talking but, disability yeah, right right no no right but if you choose to if you choose to sit behind us and you want to sit down then you're not seeing yeah. the fucking show right we're standing. exactly now in, in in between acts yeah sure i mean of course i like to pop a squat you know kind of freaking gather myself think about things maybe people watch but yeah i mean I, i'd prefer to stand up i mean we've been to tons and tons and tons and tons of concerts together where none of us sat the fuck down for the entire show right didn't matter if there was two three four acts we stood the entire time yeah Mac, I assume you would want a seat as well. No, I th- again, I think just to everybody else's point, right? It's it's for those down times, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not sitting there when Tool's on stage, sitting in my seat cheering them on, right? You're standing up, enjoying the music. Oddly enough, um, though, I could no, see I would, you I would, doing I would, that. I would, what's that? <laughs> I could see you doing that, just sitting there watching. 
Well, it is such behind a visual my, behind my camera. That, Video taping everything. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I, I could. I, you, that's you right there. I could see that. Yeah, whatever. Um, I had something really great that I was going to say. That's what I thought. Moving on. That's how we throw you off. Kind of throw it off. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think having the seat now, and again, I go to shows now, like the you know going and seeing Anthrax and Kill Switch Engage. Like there were no seats. It didn't matter. You were going to stand because the venue doesn't even have seats. But there are certain venues when you go, you're like, okay, I know I'm going to be standing. doesn't matter. I don't care. And you're literally hemmed in like fucking sardines. And when the whole room starts moving, you don't have a choice. Like you're moving. Um, and those are great. And I don't mind those at 45 years old. But yeah, I think there are certain shows like when there's a seat available, it's like, I'm, I'm going to get a fucking seat. Like you guys said, because I know two hour show, whatever it's yeah, going mean, to be with the main with the main headliner i'm going to stand the whole time but seeing the opening act or two opening acts in between i do want to sit down my poor little feet well, it depends rest. on the it depends on the artist too right i mean you know we went and saw billy joel um and there were times where you know even during some of the music you were still sitting down um you know so i, I think it depends on the artist a little bit too as to you know and I, that was that was the point i was going to bring up what you know what constitutes you know i'm not going to sit down you know I've got to stand up. You know, what, what, like, what is that? I mean, obviously the music has something to, to do with that. And yeah. that's, you know, again, back to, it depends on the artist potentially. Well, Max probably like, or stand. if Billy's sitting, I'm sitting. Cause that dude just sits at a piano, right? I don't know. Does he move around? <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you though, at his age, fucking fantastic performance, but that's Even not what just we're here to talk about. At a piano, he was up, but he was up and moving a lot okay. still though. But okay. yeah, you know, again, it's, it's just a different level of music, right? So right. it doesn't necessarily you know urge you to get up and stand and kind of you know move around as much as well, say you know like a metallica or right. you know stone temple pilots or something we're like talking that. rock or hard rock i mean there's absolutely no way i can't be moving around right like there's just there's just something about i mean the music just it, it moves you literally right so i mean it's i i, I here's what i would say H having been to operas and been to uh, uh symphony uh concerts um, yes, I prefer a seat. Um, I'm going to an opera here uh, in probably a month, a month and a half or whatever. I, no, nobody stands. You sit, right? right you right. sit and you appreciate That's the etiquette. It's a respect thing. It's the etiquette. Too, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. But, but when something's an upbeat, up-tempo, just something that like moves you, I mean, you know, it's hard to like just sit. Feel you feel, yeah, you exactly. feel awkward. You feel weird. I felt there the are certain genres. Sarah McLaughlin. I was on my yeah, feet. Right. I was I getting ready to bring up Will of Fair. I knew I was waiting. I know you was waiting on it. You were up. out there. You were out there in assless chaps starting mosh pits, weren't you? I was. I was. And everybody looked at me like I was a lunatic. Right? Hey, listen. Like, when Quinn was doing the came on there. Shame was, on them. Uh, you were seizing the day, homie. Shame on them. Exactly. Um, and there are certain festivals that lend themselves like EDM festivals, any electronic music, like obviously seats are not going to be an option because that's the style of music lends itself. Mac, as you're saying to, you're not sitting down, you are moving. That's kind of what their right. whole thing is about. Mm -hmm. Um, I, am not personally like, that's not my thing. I do love electronic music. I don't have a problem with it, but oh, like going, going, to, a rave tonight. going yeah. to those shows, is not really my thing. And so it, it works for some people and that's fine. And kudos to you. Um, I mean, but yeah, bro, I, I struggle with the, you know, getting, I really want to get zooted and go to Ibiza. I do. I really do. Like I'm, I'm dying. Like if I could go see Armin Van Buren put on a show or Dead Mouse or you're like, close. I mean, there's just handy. I know, I know. In Who fact, are these people you're speaking, there's to? a really good DJ who's going to be in Croatia here. I think at the end of this month. And I would love to just get a pile of goodies 
and go down there and just yeah but, but you're going there for one reason <laughs> right DJ Poly to to to, yeah. to feel the music the only not DJ not to <laughs> not not to sit in a chair that's right yeah um dj yeah, from full I, house is that what you're saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i would agree with y'all i think at this point in our lives like we go to a show we're not sitting down but seats are kind of part of the equation when you're considering going to a show uh grinch you and i are supposed to go to a show in october i don't are those sit down seats are those seats yes are, oh so you did get seats yes oh okay see i that i didn't know okay well, and again um, i think to the point grinch brought up earlier right you get a better you know typically when you're in a venue that's going to have seats you're going to get a better view than if you're on the floor because to to his point unless you're there you know at you know 12 o'clock in the you know in the afternoon where you're going to be standing at the front of the stage you're, you're level with everybody else so unless you're seven foot tall you're just seeing the back of the dude's head in front of you right you know unless you're in a chair you know in a seated area where you know the arena gives you a better visual right and it and of course we've all probably seen that guy at the concert in the pit who's like six foot ten and you feel bad <laughs> for the guy standing behind him you're like that fucking sucks because that yeah. dude's just blocking your view um right. Yeah, I, and it's weird because I don't know when festivals, I mean, I can look and I can see the dates like Lollapalooza was 91, right? I mean, I can see when these festivals started, but in terms of in my consciousness, what was the first festival like that you guys remember? Was it Lollapalooza? Was that, yeah. was that, the, was it? Yeah. I mean, Mac, I, mean, I know for you it was so, Lilith yeah, Fair. That was, it was Lilith Fair, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I haven't done enough research. Woodstock was one, was one stage, right? When they did Woodstock. Well, we, well, yeah, that's was, still a festival, right? Uh, how did you not, how did we not mention we, that? We're talking right? about the that second one. Kind of the original. No, no, no. The first, the original Woodstock yeah. was one stage. I think that's right. Right. We're not talking like, yeah. it may have been multi-days, but it was one stage versus the festivals now okay. are multi-stage festivals. And that's so when what, you. So why would Woodstock not count then? Are you saying that doesn't count? Oh no, I'm not saying it doesn't count. Okay. Uh, but but it was a one and done. It was not an ongoing festival. They did it once, and sure. it was never intended to be done again until they did it in '94, and then in '94 well, after and, the success yeah, it was more of '94, just reusing the name than right, the actual. Right. <laughs> in '94, after '94, they decided to try it again in '99, and that one was the one that was a commercial fucking failure. It was a disaster when all the fires got started. Uh, right. There was no water. I mean, there was mm. riots. Uh, but that was not an ongoing festival like these are today. Like, again, a Midtown Music Festival, a Bonnaroo. Uh, what's the one in California? Coachella. Coachella. You know, yeah. th these that are now every year where Woodstock, that was not its intent. So, yes, it counts as a festival. It was just never an ongoing festival. So, yeah, I definitely think it counts in terms of a music festival. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's probably around the world, similar time frames, because, I mean, obviously, you know, Europe, Europe puts on some huge huge festivals yes um and i know they do like in south america as well i don't know them all um and and the thing is i mean honestly all of them when you put together a lineup like that you're gonna have a fucking huge crowd and it's gonna be a hell of a thing and and i'm not i'm i don't think any of us are saying it isn't we're just saying in terms of if you put two options on the table nine times out of ten we're probably going to go for the i want a venue with some select bands and i want them to fucking crush it you know right i don't i don't i want really good beer i don't want bud light all day can you get really <laughs> good beer most of um yeah i mean i think to me though i you could do a festival if you kind of have you know several headliners over the course of three or four nights right but what that's, you see a lot that's of generally times what happens you know, like at your bar rooze and you could tell yeah, as Thor mentioned though you'll see you know 
there, there's you know some mid-grade music you know or, or artists that i want to go see um and, and you can't necessarily do all of that at the same time i think that was kind of the, the point thor was bringing up so and also i mean again though i i i do think there's serious value to festivals on multiple levels i mean you're giving like you know thor touched on us earlier you're giving uh, certain bands an opportunity to open some doors that they otherwise probably wouldn't be able to open well and you're giving as far, people as far as the fan base goes the and i have discovered bands too yeah and i've discovered some bands at festivals that i i listen to regularly now and have been listening to for years now uh, because of that that i may or may not have discovered or i may have not discovered them until years later and i'm and so i'm thankful i'm thankful in that regard that festivals are a thing yeah well, and it, actually it, sorry go ahead as i say i mean there's no question bang for your buck the yeah. festival is the better option no question <clears throat> and, and let's just say that maybe the headliner doesn't crush it for you chances are you're going to be like man those other bands made my day right as opposed to you're kind of all in and you really hope the band that you expect to see shows up or exceeds expectations. Uh, I just Googled the largest music fest in the world. Interestingly enough, Hoss, it resides in your hometown. Uh, I don't know how you say the name. Danown Southfest, D-O-N-A-U-I-N-S-E-L Fest. That's the German way of saying the Danube. Okay. Uh, Vienna has long been home to musical geniuses with luminaries such as Mozart being previous residents. And so it's no surprise it's home to the biggest festival in the world held on an island in the middle of the Danube. Yeah. This festival attracts 3.1 million people in 2016. It's open air. It's completely free. And it's on every year at the start of the summer with more than 200 acts and ele on 11 stages. There's a huge variety of music. Uh, this occurs annually yeah, the, the in Austria, in Vienna, Austria in June. I'll check it out. The, the, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're doing it this year. Just goes, screw that. <laughs> it just sounds <laughs> nope. like way too much. Yeah, I mean, two. I mean, three point one million is that what you 3. said? Three point one million is how and many? It's free. So it's free, and that's probably why they that, do that a lot it, of that it attracts. Here. It's crazy. Now I haven't looked to see like what the headliners are. Couldn't even tell you in terms of the the acts that they they carry. But I thought that was interesting. Like well, you said, Grinch, like South America, the fifth largest is Rock in Rio, uh, and it attracts about 700,000 a year. Um, Coachella attracts about 600,000, uh, and it is one of the most profitable, uh, pulling in about $95 million a year hmm. when they put it on. Coachella? Uh, yeah. Shut Summerfest up. is the third largest in the world, and it is held. Where is this held? Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it is annually in late June, early July with close to 805,000 attendants. Uh, Paul McCartney's headlined Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pink, Bob Dylan. So, the, you know, those are some just some of the largest ones around the world. They have one in Poland that's called Woodstock, uh, attracts about 750,000 attendants. So, yeah, I was just surprised. Vienna actually holds the largest. Like when you go 300,000, or I'm sorry, so, uh, 750,000 at, at Poland's Woodstock, and then you jump up to 3.1 million. That's just astronomically different in terms of numbers. Well, and, and I also feel like, you know, I mean, I don't know what the population of Austria is, but you're bringing in a lot of tourism yeah, at that it's point. Not, right. It's not Austrians yeah. that are probably going. That's what I'm saying, not, not a lot of Viennese that are probably going. It's probably a lot of Europeans that are coming in from, you know, all over. 
that are attending. Yeah. Did you happen to look it up? I was just curious, like some. Yes, of the the, it, and, and the, the translation is the Danube Island Festival because there is there's the there's the new Danube and the old Danube, and there's an island in the middle, um, okay. and that's where they hold it. And it's actually been moved this year to September. 18th through 19th yeah um and you know what i'll I'll try and go check it out and see what it's like um yeah i'm trying to see it's free and i'm trying to see um trying to see who the acts are um if i here's what's interesting right not 10 minutes walk from where we live there's rat house and and it's just it's the giant uh, um city courthouse administrative building in the middle of the city it's this big beautiful old building they put up a giant screen out there and here in the next month they're going to have like 30 days of free movies and they do everything from like kinky boots to like they'll do um oh who's the dj that passed away um his name's eluding me but they'll do a tribute concert for him they'll have like opera stuff they'll have classical stuff they'll have i mean they'll have all this stuff and it's all free all you have to do is just show up and they have vendors and they have seat. You can, you can buy a seat or a box if you want, um, which is a little bit extra, or you can just show up and, and bring a blanket and just sit. Cause there's, there's this giant strip of concrete in the middle, but yeah, they, they, the, the music here is a very big deal and it's usually very eclectic, but I mean, obviously classical uh, and, and opera are two huge mainstays. Um, right. So I'm not sure what the artists would be, but I'm, I'm curious now that, that you point that out. Yeah, with with being the largest, I just thought it was interesting that it's located where you're at. So definitely have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, that's that's, that's a lot of mofos. That's it a is. whole <laughs> lot of mofos. I, I, I like I said, I will try to see if it's something I can go scout out and report back. But um, I don't know, man. I, I it's not that I'm not a people person. That's just a lot of mofos that I don't know if I want to deal with. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Well, um, Eastern Europeans are an interesting breed. They're, they're an interesting, interesting bunch of people. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it like that. In 2004, the headline band was the Scorpions. That means anything. The Bloodhound Gang has, has played there. David Hasselhoff going to be there. Well, okay, okay. You, you guys laughed, but I tell you, they love I 80s know. music. Love 80s music here. To this day, to this day, everywhere you go, you hear 80s music. Billy Idol played there. Oh my! Doesn't uh, surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let us know. I'd be interested to see. Again, way off topic, obviously, in terms of some of the things we've talked about. But the the interesting part was just this seems to be a thing now. Everything I see, all these promotions, rarely do I get. Hey, it's just us, and we're going out, and here's our opening act. Come see us. Most of the stuff just seems to be one after the other. It's just like, hey, we're on this massive festival now. What's the one? Rock the boat. I think that's another one where they go on a cruise, like. Uh, and there's one called Shiprocked. Yeah, Shiprocked, and it's just like, and it's bands, and you're out for you know three, four days with all the bands, so you get to see them, and you're in close proximity. Like that would be so, interesting in terms of getting to go out and maybe. Have you, have you, you guys ever done that? Because I'm not, no. and 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 I have no desire to go on a cruise. Uh, I've been on one. I didn't think I, I really didn't see what the big deal was, but in that instance, like a Shiprocked or a Rock the Boat, that if depending on who was on the uh, who was on the bill. I would be interested in doing something like that. I think that would be super cool, actually, because apparently they do just hang out. Uh, again, I've, I've never done change. it, so I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. I was trying to see. What is this? Ship rocked. Trying to see who's on. Steel Panther. Seven Dust. There you go. POD. Nonpoint. Grandson. 
Motionless in White, Bad Flower, Avatar, 10 Years. Okay, not bad bands. Yeah. I would probably go and see that. Um, yeah, but again, now, of course, once you leave port, you're just kind of stuck there. Hope you enjoy it. Because <laughs> uh, if you don't, you're in deep shit. Yeah. But yeah, I might do something like that. But again, you figure... I'm not camping. I've got a stateroom or something that you're staying in, right? And you can you can choose the level that you want to stay at. You can stay in. You've got air conditioning, right? You've yeah. got you've got a nice clean bathroom that gets cleaned on a access on a regular to food basis. and yeah, yeah, alcohol, yeah. right? And, Quality food and booze. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I would probably consider doing something like that as opposed to like a four day festival out in a fucking field somewhere where I got to bring all my own shit. And you think about it, the the I would imagine your average venue on a on a on a ship like that can't be more than what five thousand three thousand I don't know yeah. I don't know how big those venues they're not very big so you're also getting a pretty intimate performance as well. Right. Right. Exactly. Look, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Yeah, do it. Sound about a million fucking years old. Why? we're not going camping we're not doing this we got to do this and look i agree right i'm, I'm in the same boat i'm, look, I'm gonna talk out. shit but i totally agree say, you'll do it just as long as you can bring your own pillow that's, right. that's it <laughs> i'm just pointing out that you know we, we sound pretty fucking old hey, I mean, like we I are said, but this this was the same conversation just through the lens of concerts yeah right. exactly experience youth tells you you want to go to it experience tells you temper your expectations it's a better way to do it i mean back right. then I wouldn't have even looked at the weather. Now it's like one of the first things I'd be like, eh, eh. <laughs> like you know, wait a minute. What time of year is that? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's interesting again, because you make the joke and the connection youth versus experience, because we wouldn't have batted an eye 25 years ago. And now it's just like, you, you do consider a lot of other factors and it's just, I'm sure if we were to bring somebody on who was 20, they'd go fucking rock festival all day long. Give me a fucking camp, you know, a, a, a tent and a sleeping bag i don't give a fuck or fuck i don't even need a tent just give me a sleeping bag and a bunch of old milwaukee and just well, some when, fucking beer yeah yeah when we lived right outside of nashville cass's cousin lived in murfreesboro and you know her kids and their friends and their girlfriends bonnaroo they would go do bonnaroo every year for three and four days and camp out and just be filthy disgusting and it didn't bother them one iota in is fact that- they were so happy to do it they loved it is that uh, did, was that the year train headlined bonnaroo i can't remember <laughs> I mean, it was several years that that we were there. Um, uh, if you're going to fucking, you know, make jokes, it was the Maryville Film uh, Festival. Uh, yeah, you, I know. We Bonnaroo. discussed we discussed so, Bonnaroo that day. Yeah, and, get and your shit together. Haas was dude. like, I don't think it was Bonnaroo. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I'm not sure that's quite Bonnaroo. I don't know. Maybe it's it not is Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo. It, it might have been. At the, it, you know, I, I don't think that, I don't time. think it's Bonnaroo speed. No, no, no. I was just giving you shit, Max. Sorry. Hey, nothing wrong with, with the train. Just get your facts. Get your facts straight if you're going to give me shit. Look, if I go to see the big four, and train happens to open, and that's I'll you two, train, <laughs> Richard Marks, and Billy Joel, right? Yes, that's it. The big Absolutely. four. The tr- yeah. No, I mean, but yeah, if if he were to open on a side stage or something, I'd go see him. <laughs> Just not not going out of my way. Not going out of my way to catch train. So, it is what it is. And that's nobody's okay. asking you to. Appreciate that. Yet. Yet. Um, all right. Well, I hey, look, I enjoy this. We all enjoy music. I uh, always enjoy talking with you guys about stuff like this. So this one, again, just because of what's been happening lately with getting spam with all this stuff, I thought this was a relevant one. Uh, I apologize if this was one where you guys like <laughs> kind of been fucking different. I'll just go see bands. I don't care. Um, 
but I thought this was going to be a good one. I was curious how y'all felt about it. So, uh, I mean, you know, like we said, I mean, my, I'm, I'm going to vote with my wallet and my feet and I'm not, I like, I love looking at these lineups of festivals, but a multi-day commitment slash time of year and all that, honestly, I just glance at them and almost immediately write them off as just something that's not going to happen. Yeah, but right. a lot of people love them. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, they're I popular, right? They should, I like, I, it well, makes because me it gives you that uh, chance to see a bunch well, of different artists. When, when I worked in downtown Asheville, CMA Fest, whenever CMA Fest, I mean, it is unbelievable how many people come in for CMA Fest and just gobble it up. I mean, they just love it. It's such an event. And I'm like, I couldn't care less. Yeah. What Which about is not your thing. if you saw football in person versus from home slash a football festival if you could see games all day long in person <laughs> well are you asking would i do that so, well, in, but, but, but in theory co- coincidentally I, I hold would, on in theory that kind of happens right i mean if you look at like the ncaa right tournament right or, or yeah you know Which, any of the european football championships I, I, I mean you know you go and you're watching you know if you go to an NCAA, you know, tournament game, you're there at twelve, going all the way till probably you know yeah. eleven o'clock at night. Dude, it's the weirdest thing. Who the fuck is me. watching the twelve to two o'clock game? Nobody, and, right? Exactly. And you're there to show, see the eight o'clock game. When they show the venues, they're never packed. You're empty because they they yeah. bracket them regionally and they have all these weird fucking lineups and fan yeah. bases are like, I'm not traveling to Wisconsin, you know, or whatever. Right. It's just I don't know. It's the greatest tournament for TV, but. Yeah, you know, you just got to pick a game and hope it goes well, and they advance, and then you're like, well, where are we playing next? You know, I don't know. I've never, I don't follow it that closely, well, but yeah, you're right. But, but again, Haas brought it up. I mean, the World Cup would be similar, right? I mean, you know, you're watching, you know, two or three games at a venue in a day, but you know, nobody really cares about the early games. It's it's the later games that you're there to watch. Well, and, and I went, I went to the Gold Cup uh, several years ago and saw two matches in a day. Was able to get, see a doubleheader. That would that was pretty cool. But a lot of times, like when you get to the international level of like football in terms of their competition, you've got to pick and choose. Okay, where do I want to go? Right. What can I? Because I'm you're not going to see all the games. I mean, that's just not going to happen. And and if you're there, so you do have to weigh your options in terms of okay, what games do? World Cup's coming here in 2026. Well, and that's it, right? It's based on venue, right? right. You know, we you know I don't know what all the cities are going to be yet, but let's say we'll pick Atlanta. You know, because that's probably the closest big city to it us that be. might host something. Yep, they're um, going to host a semifinal you know, match. But you know, you're you're going to probably be going to see somebody that maybe you don't care about just to go see a match at that point, right? But to get to go, is it worth right. it? But right. that's that's a topic for I another think day. Maybe it's it's to check that off your bucket list, right? Absolutely, because we didn't get to go to the World Cup in '94. No games were played in the South, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Right. No, I did work at the Olympics in 96. In 96, but yeah, yeah you were probably out of Georgia at the time. Uh, yeah, I was at UGA, so that, and yeah. I got to, right. to be on the field level. That was very cool. I got to go to two games at, at their stadium, so I was perfectly content with that. Um, all right, so let's wrap things up there. Again, I think we all agree, smaller show, smaller venue, a little more intimacy. Yes, no denying the bang for buck festivals uh, are where it's at, but the commitment to going to that – and the limitations that you have once you're there in terms of who you can see things of that nature for us. And, and plus we want seats we're old. 
No camping. We want fucking seats. And uh, I don't care. Would, would you camp? <laughs> would you camp for a band? Is there a band out there you're like, yeah, I would camp for that? That's a no. That's a no. <laughs> That's so, a no. so I think to answer your question, right, there is hey. not a band that I would camp for. Because clearly there's not multiple bands that I would go camp for. Because <laughs> right. they're doing rock fests and I'm not going and camping. So. I mean, I, I, I got paid to stand in the rain and sleep in the rain and all that you know in my job and you're I, not doing I it ain't again fucking i ain't doing it, it now well you know quick funny story uh we were at ntc which is out there barstow california area and uh and my buddy who is who's operations officer and i were sleeping on our cots outside it was like three four in the morning it never rains in the friggin' mojave desert it rained on us twice while we were there to include this night where he and I are both outside on the cot and you could just hear it coming. Don't rain. And we Don't were rain. like, Don't rain. Oh my God. And you just, you just take your little bivy sack and like no, try to like, tuck your head over. And now you're hot and sweating inside there. And right. then you feel like water running. In. You're just like, Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's almost like setting up a tent and not really in a puddle it. of water. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Intelligence would dictate you don't do that. Yeah. Um, so I've gotten but, wiser, you know. That's that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's it, morning. right? It's it's learning. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, gentlemen. So let's wrap it up there. We all want our seats. We all enjoy a nice concert. Um, looking forward to going to another one with y'all. Uh, this one was a good one. I do appreciate it because again, we all love music, and I will debate that with you all day long in terms of the different things we can talk about. But with that being said, we will call it a day. Uh, love you all, and we will do this again sometime. Likewise. Next yep. week, as a matter Cheers. of fact. Yeah. As always, from all of us here at A Spirited Debate, we'd ask that you'd like, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at A Spirited Debate, feel free. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter at Spirited Debates, you can drop us a line there, or you can check out our website at aspirateddebate.com. Uh, as always, you can like, follow, listen at your leisure. It's truly up to you. We just love having everybody here, but always please feel free to drop us an email at spirateddebates at gmail.com. Let us know drink recipes you'd like us to try or topics you'd like us to debate. We would be glad to do that. Maybe possibly we will reach out to you as, as we have done and have somebody on. Uh, if you have a topic that you'd like us to try, uh, to debate, we could have you on and, and let you debate it with us. So please feel free to drop us a line and let us know. And as always, gentlemen, we close out the show. Salud. Bye. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>